Thank you for joining our Transform 365 podcast, a discipleship and teaching ministry of SWCC. We pray this teaching helps you to grow in your journey with Christ. We have some great resources available for you on transform365.com webpage. Feel free to download discipleship materials, small group teaching, as well as peruse our training workshops. Also take time to visit www.swcc.org for videos, teaching, and more. We thank you for listening and your support, and we would love to hear from you. So use our contact page and drop us a line. Now for our podcast teaching. Welcome to the Transform 365 podcast. I'm Pastor Cody Wallace, and I'm here with my awesome right-hand guy. <laughs> Pastor John, how are you, brother? Doing well, man. Uh, it's been uh, it's been a while, right? Yeah, we haven't done been, one, one. It's been a while. a while. We did the uh, we did the one on on you know the the which one was assurance the last one? of salvation? Oh, the assurance of salvation. Yeah. And um, now we're just looking forward to this one. I mean, that was one that was so jam packed. Oh man! And we had to fit it in such a, a certain amount of time. We could definitely do a part two, part three, part four, part five on that one. I got a lot of good responses on that. People were coming up to me and saying, you know, how they enjoyed the podcast about assurance of salvation, which is very important for a believer, right? Oh, of course, man, of course. Well, today we have probably just as equally loaded mm. of um, a study that yes. we're going to be doing, and uh, the idea of walking with or in the Spirit, right. depending on how your translation, or as Rev used to say, uh, pa- Pastor Dr. <laughs> Reverend Sellers, he would say uh, whatever your favorite perversion is saying. Right. Um, oh, man. So uh, walking or in the spirit. And so um, th- that's a, such an important aspect yes. of our Christian faith is being in line with God. Mm-hmm. Right. Amen. I, I think it's important to just to lay this out first, Brother Cody, that um, that the Bible teaches that, you know, once you become a believer, once you uh, believe in Christ for eternal life, that you are saved from the penalty of sin mm. right yes but you're not saved from the power of sin because sin still dwells or it doesn't dwell but it's still in us and it tempts us to do bad things yeah so that's why paul commands us we're, we're saved from the eternal consequence of sin also right. but we're not saved from the temporal consequence of sin that's a good way to say it well. another way to say it. Yeah. yeah so um i think it's important to, to clarify that because people think and unfortunately people think you know Fortunately, our, our reformed friends they they'll say that you know that if you're you know if, if you're saved um, that God's gonna persevere you to the end right yeah and like okay um, <laughs> that's just I opened up a big jar of jelly beans yeah, there that's but, a Pandora's box yeah but we don't believe that we believe that you know that like I just said we're saved from the penalty of sin you know we're sanctified we're set apart unto God as soon as we believe. But we're not saved yet from uh, experiential progressive sanctification, and that that happens. It's a gradual step that you do throughout your Christian yeah, life, of course. and then finally, when you hit, when you you know, when it's all said and done, you're glorified, exactly, and you yeah. get to that point where yeah. you wanted to be when we're when we're like Jesus. Amen. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and that's when we will be sinless and perfect. Right now, God sees us as sinless because we are wrapped in the righteousness of Christ. Amen. No yeah. righteousness. To provide ourselves. Now, uh, I think one of the um, you know discussions that we, me and you, were talking about just the other day, you know, is that um, as the Book of Kings comes to an end on Solomon's life, mm-hmm. what does it say? And F- Solomon followed 
after the gods of his wives. Yep. And it was wicked, and then he died, right? Yeah. And basically, he walked away from Yahweh, mm-hmm. God of Israel. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and God sees that as bad and, and wicked and, and something that's wrong. Now, um, in one style of theology or doctrine thinking, um, that would mean that Solomon is currently not in heaven. Right. One of the writers of Scripture would currently not be in heaven, mm. right? Find that very hard now, to I don't think they would say that, <laughs> yep. but according to their own rules of theology, yep. that it would be, right? Right. And so why can you apply one way of, of theology and doctrine of, you know, if you keep walking in this way, if God perseveres you, mm-hmm. um, you know, that means that you are saved and you're not going to sin, and that you're not going to struggle, you're not going to fall, you're not going to reject Christ, mm-hmm. that you're not going to be caught in a lifestyle of sin, mm. um, and that that means you're saved and going to heaven. Yeah. Where on the flip side of that, they say that if you're caught in a lifestyle of sin, if you fall off, if you lose your faith, if you reject Christ, if you do those things, then you're never saved. It was a false faith. Um, or you just didn't persevere and God didn't persevere you, right. and so you're not saved going to hell. Right. So that would mean by definition of what they give that Solomon currently yeah. is in hell. That's unfortunate. But yeah. none of us would say that. Right. Right? Not even them in their camp. So you can't give rules to one side and, and not do it to the other, right? Mm-hmm. Because Scripture's not like that. Jesus, God says that he is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow, that he is the same way through a cross that he shows no preference yeah and this is what how he operates god operates as a father would a son or a child Mm -hmm. as he examples in the story of the prodigal yeah so i think that's where galatians 5 comes very strong now that was a very long introduction that we just gave (laughs) but that's where galatians 5 comes into play because what is this you know what is it that the individual struggling with and what is what are we talking about right well, like then, our battle of sin still continues, even though we're believers, right? Exactly. It's still there, you know, and that's why the commandment is there by Paul in Galatians chapter 5, verse 16. He's commanding the, us to walk in the Spirit. And when you walk in the Spirit, guess what happens? You don't fulfill the lust of the flesh, right? Exactly. But if you walk in the flesh, guess what happens? You're not walking in the Spirit, right? You can't right? walk in the Spirit. And then yeah. you're fulfilling the, the desires of the flesh. And Paul gives us a list here. In this in this in this chapter here, what it is. So we would say, you know, a believer who walks in the flesh does not lose his salvation, but he does lose rewards. He does lose, you know, blessings here on earth. There's consequences to sin. I think we should say that, you know, and and adamantly say that because yeah, like there are said, consequences. You, to sin. We're 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 freed from the effects, but not the consequences. Right, exactly. the eternal effect, but not the consequences. Amen. That's another good way yeah. to say it. Yeah, I like yeah. that. Yeah. So it, it's a battle, and it's about every Christian, every spirit, you know, whoever it may be, a pastor, somebody in the pews, a, a theologian, a, a teacher in seminary, whoever it may be, they're in this battle just the same as we are in this battle. They're in the same boat, in other words, yeah, right? We're exactly. battling. Yeah. And it, it's, it doesn't end. It ends when we finally reach glorification. And, and that's what this is talking about. This is talking about here, this passage, about our personal walk with Christ. Right about our personal growth, about our ongoing sanctification, right? As mm-hmm. our ongoing growth in discipleship, mm-hmm. as we follow Christ. Paul lays it out. 
Galatians 5, verse 16, he says, But I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not carry out the desire of the flesh. Mm-hmm. Now, that's singular, right? It's a desire of the flesh. It's it's not desires, even though it seems like he's listing desires l- later on, right? But it's really just one singular desire, and that singular desire is for self, mm-hmm. right? Uh, the body really operates on the senses. Mm. That's how we operate. And what Paul's saying is, listen, I want you to operate based on the spiritual, not on your senses. Don't go towards what tastes. Don't go towards what feels. Go, don't go towards what stimulates. Don't go towards what... Um, what you hear. What you hear. Right. To, you know, that's what he's trying to fight us against. Mm. You know, those things make us feel good. They puff us up, right? Mm. When we are talking bad about others, that makes us, you know, feel puffed up and mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. Going towards gossip, that that does the same thing. So even hearing can stimulate. Of course. Um, yeah. Sexual desire, that's mm-hmm. obviously going to be a a, a fleshly thing, mm-hmm. is, is, is a desire of the flesh. Why? Because it, it spurs on those senses. Right. When we see something that we like, you see it's all towards that. Drunkenness, yeah. right? Because yeah. it's all altering our mood and things of that nature. Mm -hmm. And again, it has to do with the senses. And that's what Paul is talking about. He's like, hey, listen, we have a flesh side. That's why he just calls it flesh, right? Mm -hmm. It's kata sarks, Mm -hmm. flesh, Mm -hmm. uh, according to the flesh. Um, And and then there's the kata numa side, right? According to the spirit. And so he's appealing to the spiritual side of things, saying, hey, listen, there's this battle that's always going on where you're going to want to just go towards what feels good, what sounds good, what stimulates, Mm -hmm. what tastes good, right? Because even gluttony, and listen, we're all kind of guilty of that at moments, right? I mean, even skinny people, they can become (laughs) gluttons when they, you know, have one too many pieces of cake, obviously, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So gluttony, he's like, you know, going towards those things that just make you feel good, but don't have a spiritual depth to them. Right. We need to battle that. Right. And he says that we are to, um, you know, walk with the spirit. Now, on the flip side of that, I think that uh, Amos Mm 3.3... It um, explains that passage a little bit to us, too, because walking with somebody was an important aspect scripturally, mm-hmm. especially in the culture of the day. Uh, Amos 3.3 says, um, and it's formed in, in, in a question, right? It's, uh, it says, two cannot walk together unless they are in agreement with yeah. one another, can they? Mm-hmm. And really, that's just saying if you're going to be walking with somebody... That means that you are agreeing to go in direction. You're agreeing to spend time. You're agreeing to go, um, you know, basically you're you're in agreement with what's taking place, right? Right. Because even if they start striding in a run, then you're no longer walking in agreement. Right, right. right. And that's the same thing with this. So it's taking that same concept of let's walk. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and in agreement with one another. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what Paul's pulling in here. And I'm sure Paul was thinking that as he's penning this. Right. Mm-hmm. Is that, hey, listen, you're walking in agreement mm-hmm. with the Holy Spirit. You're saying your stride is my stride. Your time is my time. Your ideas are my ideas. And that's what I'm handing over to you. Yeah. As I'm pulling away from the flesh that I could be, you know, satisfying, mm-hmm. I'm going to say, you know what? No, I'd rather satisfy the spiritual side of my life. Right. And, no, you know, Dave Anderson, we were going in, during Sunday school here at the church. 
we're using Dave Anderson's book uh, commentary on Galatians, right? And he uses an awesome illustration on what you just said, Brother Cody, that that he used an illustration of, of dancing. And he and he says that he's a terrible dancer, but his wife's a good dancer. So she he would um, follow her lead. Uh-huh. She's the one that's leading. Like he's terrible. He's like like he has two left legs or two left feet, whatever. It's two left feet. Yeah. yeah. So he's but she's he, but he's dancing correctly because the wife is leading. She knows what she's doing. Exactly. <laughs> so that's the way with the spirit, right? Who who are we walking with? Who's Paul saying we are walking with the spirit, and the spirit is God. And God's not going to lead us astray. Yeah. God always leads us the right way. Yeah. And then somebody might be asking, well, Brother Cody and Brother John, what, what, what does it mean to walk in the Spirit? Give me a simple definition. And, and I think it's being obedient and obedient to the law of Christ. Because in, in chapter 6, Paul mentions the law of Christ. Mm-hmm. And the law of Christ sums up what? The whole law. Love God. Love people. Love people. <laughs> as Love your neighbor as, you as yourself. yourself. Yeah. And if you do that, guess what? You're fulfilling the whole law. Yeah. You're not going to covet. You're not going to commit adultery if you love your brother yeah. or your neighbor. You're not going to lie. You're not going to steal. You know, you know, all the above. You're not going to yeah. do any if you Well, and that's where Paul, um, when he gets into Romans 8, because mm-hmm. he says the same words, right? Yeah. The, walk by the Spirit. Although he says it a little bit different. He says those that walk by the Spirit also live by the Spirit. Wow, yeah. And so that's the idea that you're saying. Mm-hmm. Okay, now my walk with Christ is being applied in the way I live. Mm-hmm. Why? Because I've seen this law of love God, love people, and now I'm applying it to my life in these concepts. Wow, yeah. And that's yeah. really what we're being called to, right? Yeah. Is now let's agree with the Lord and start going in his way, in his direction, in his guidance with the Spirit. Mm. Let's cut off the, the tendencies towards flesh and feeding the senses yeah. of flesh. And now let's embrace Christ. And now let's live mm-hmm. this right here. Yeah, yeah. So, so I'm glad you went to Romans 8. You're, you're a New American guy. I, I, I'm i majority text, New King James. And the, the New American, um, they they omit, if you go to verse 1 of chapter 8, it says, There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, right? There's mm-hmm. no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. But it continues. It says, Who do not walk according to the flesh. See, the New American doesn't say, it, doesn't yeah. say that. But does, I'm sure there's a footnote that says it's been omitted. But it says, Who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to what? To the Spirit. Yeah. So... Um, I, I agree 100% what you said that Paul same author as Galatians he's saying the same thing but in, in just a different in a different yeah, way yeah so, exactly so that's good you know you know Schaefer um, one of the books I want to recommend a book to somebody and this helped me tremendously brother that it helped me to understand um, first of all it helped me understand there's three three types of um, people in this world there's the the natural man the natural man is the one that's not saved yeah we have the carnal man that's a believer but he is carnal. He lives according to the flesh. Yeah, and carnal, we, carne. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> carne. Meat. Yeah. <laughs> He's so living we, according to the meat. <laughs> so we believe that a Christian could be carnal. Yeah. I know, I know a lot of people don't believe that, but we believe that a Christian can be carnal. And then the, um, Schaefer says in the book, it's, the book is called um, He That Is Spiritual. It's an old book. It was written in the 20s, but it's a great book. And he, he mentions that because it comes out of 1 Corinthians chapter 3. You have the natural man, the unsaved. 
has the carnal man, the saved man, but he's carnal, and then it has the spiritual man, yeah, which is the guy who really walks that by idea the spirit of, of not being able to um, rejecting the idea of carnality. Um, it it kind of creates a a idea of um, classism, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, we have one person that man, they they're just so much better than everybody else because they they're just not. You know they're not carnal, mm-hmm. but the uh, the it, the truth is is Christians can be carnal. Oh yeah, right. Um, you just mentioned Solomon. <laughs> yes, there, there's Solomon. And there's plenty of examples. So let's bring it into examples. the New Testament. Yeah, you know, Titus. Uh, it, when Paul's writing to Titus, he's like, "Hey, listen, those those Cretans, they're mm. they're liars, they're cheaters. That the, they have a f- true description of what their own philosophers call them." Yeah, and in the same breath, he's like, "Okay, but greet my brothers and sisters in Crete." Mm-hmm. Okay. So he's calling these believers, car, you know, just basically, you know, liars, cheaters, thieves. Mm-hmm. In Ephesians and Colossians, it says that, listen, if somebody's a believer and they're stealing, they should steal no more and mm. they should help those that are actually in need. Mm-hmm. Um, the Corinthian church, oh, man, you know, I mean, we, yeah. we've talked on that one before and yeah. just the issues that are going on there with, you know, the guy sleeping with his, ha- you know, stepmom yeah. and everything. And and he calls that individual a believer, but calls out the church for accepting it mm-hmm. and then says, hey, listen, shame on you guys and double shame on him, but man, it's terrible. You guys need to kick him out and either God's going to deal with him or Satan's going to kill him, Yeah, but he's going to be saved. But still, this is a horrible sin that this guy is dealing with and you guys are just accepting it as if it's okay. Yeah. So there is the ability of carnality in an individual's life where they just totally give into the flesh and it pairs with the idea of us extinguishing the fire of the Holy Spirit within our life, Right. right? Because that's what you know, Paul writes to the Ephesians, he's like, Hey, listen, don't, don't grieve the Holy Spirit. Yeah. You know? And when you look into that, that verbiage, it's like you're throwing water on fire. Yeah. And, and we can, um, cause the Holy Spirit's voice and, and well, I shouldn't say voice. It might confuse people, Yeah. but the Holy Spirit's strength and power within our lives that he's growing us, uh, in our, in our everyday walk, right? Cause mm-hmm. this is the idea of walk where we're growing in our walk with Christ, that's powered by the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. That comes in the Holy Spirit's strength. Our, we really, you know, it's just our obedience, but it's his power yeah. that grows us. Mm-hmm. We can distinguish that by totally going towards carnality, yeah. is what Paul's saying. Mm-hmm. And then what we end up doing is we grieve the Holy Spirit, because oh, yeah. the Holy Spirit's saying, listen, I can't go towards that fleshly living. I'm just going to grow silent in your life. Yeah. Yeah. And so it allows people to become what James describes as fat-hearted or calloused, or calloused yeah. right? Or what Paul and Hebrews and some of them describe as backsliders yeah. or or um, carnal Christians. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, you know, the people who disagree what you just said, and I believe I believe what you just said right here, brother, that... So the, the the people who who this who don't believe what you're what you said here would say, oh yeah, a Christian can commit sin and and can be carnal, but only for a certain moment. Um, and and they'll say you know because because eventually they'll snap out of it and come back into spirituality. That's what they would say. Yeah. But how do you back that up? Where's your proof of that well, in the Bible? There's no way they could prove that. Ananias and Sapphira's snap was by the God <laughs> killing them, yeah. right? Because they had committed to lie. Not just now, 
we have to look at that passage of Acts, right? Mm-hmm. Because, um, and I challenge everybody listening to do this, is that it says that they had committed to lie to the Spirit. Mm. It wasn't the fact that they had committed to lie to the disciples and apostles yeah. and make themselves look good. And it wasn't that they were withholding mm-hmm. their tithe. They were, they'd given. But they said to make themselves look good, yeah. we've given the entire amount. Mm. And then the disciples ask, well, did you really? And they're like, yeah, yeah, we did. But the, the Spirit had already revealed to them that they yeah. didn't give the full amount. They're lying. Right. So they ask, and what happens? You yeah. know, one of them falls down dead. They ask the next one without them, you know, the other knowing that, the, you know, the husband had just been carried away dead. Yeah, yeah. You know, what, what did you say? You know, are you withholding? No, we gave the full amount. <laughs> falls down dead. Now, it wasn't because they had withheld. The Bible doesn't teach that you have to give everything. Mm-hmm. It just teaches you give as you're moved by God's spirit and compassion. Mm-hmm. What it was is they were lying to the spirit, trying to, to withhold the spirit's guidance and the spirit's growth in their life to say, no, 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 you need to trust God with all of this. And then they fell down dead. Yeah, That's what is being here is that, that those people, they died in their carnality. Yeah. Right. And it seems it seems and to me those they were they lived that type of lifestyle. Yeah, it doesn't. It, I don't and think so, it, but that's what we're saying is is you're saying that a Christian is well the belief. I'm not saying you believe this. Yeah, the, a Christian can sin for a temporary moment. It's like an allotted time. Yeah, true. Where do you draw the line? I on need that? to understand what that. Where do you means. draw the line there? And then they will be pulled back into that. Well, the pulling back of Ananias and Survira was unto death. Yeah. So <laughs> that's, that's one way you get pulled back. <laughs> yeah. Like, how, where do you draw the line? Where do you, where do you say, okay, the, a person can be carnal for this moment, one month, two months, three weeks, four weeks, yeah. whatever it is. I don't think the Bible, you have proof in the Bible that, 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 that what you're saying there is true. Yeah, exactly. And, um, and I think the proof goes against it, right? Because going to the story of the prodigal son, what it, what ended up happening? Yeah. The son sold out completely to a carnal lifestyle. Right. Right? It says that he had uh, he he had dissipated all his wealth mm-hmm. that he had acquired from his father on a loose living, drinking and and Sex and alcohol, basically. It was a lifestyle for him. Yeah, it became a lifestyle. Sorry about that. <laughs> it's okay. And he he lost everything. In fact, scripture it doesn't tell us that he lost it, but it's implied that he even got rid of his family crest, his family signet ring. Right. Because when the father sees his son, he says, "Hey, we got to get the right clothes on this kid and go get him my ring." Right. Right. Go get him a ring. Why mm-hmm. is that so important? This kid's not even wearing our family crest anymore. He's not wearing the family seal. All right? It doesn't mean he's not my family. Right. Because what does the father do? He embraces him, calls him son. Mm. It's just, you've, you've, you've squandered this. Yeah. Okay? And that's the thing. This, this child had chosen and was living right. and was stuck in that lifestyle. Right. All right. So... What does the Bible say about it? When you go to verse 17, it says, For the flesh sets its desire, and that's, again, singular, against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. For these two are in opposition to one another, so you may not do the things that you please. Mm. 
So it's like the Holy Spirit is trying to guide you against the the things of the flesh, yeah. which we're going to get into in a second. Mm-hmm. These are descriptors again, right? So the fruit of the Spirit and the desire of the flesh, we're about to get into the descriptors of this one thing, mm-hmm. okay? Um, I often explain it this way. Um, you know, it's cute. I understand people enjoy it. It's not biblical. When they say the fruit of the spirit and they have joy listed as a grape, peace listed as a <laughs> apple, <laughs> patience is a banana. You know what yeah, I'm, yeah, talking I'm talking about? Um, it's, this is a descriptor of one fruit because there is one fruit. Right. And I describe it in this way. When you plant a mango tree, you expect to get mangoes. You expect to get that or that that red, orange, and yellow beautiful fruit. That's joy. Mm. You expect to have that juicy, delicious, vitamin C rich juice inside of that. That's peace. Mm-hmm. You expect to have that that chunky flesh that it's it's. Sometimes there's a little bit of strings, but most of the time, man, you could eat a mango with a spoon if it's a good one, right? Mm-hmm. That's patience. Mm. That's really what it's talking about, right? So the smell, the taste, the look, all of that is a descriptor of the same fruit. Joy, well peace, patience, yeah. you know, all of that is a descriptor of the fruit of the Spirit. And what? then he's going to explain what the desire, singular, of the flesh looks like in our life Amen. as well. That's Oh, man, I agree with that 100%, brother. You know, I like the how it ends in verse 17, that you just, the verse you just read, so that you, speaking of believers, do not do the things that you wish. Yeah. And what are the things that we wish? You know, if we, and I'm going to go on a limb and say, if, 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 if bad is here and good is here, the majority of times, I'm going to go for the bad. You know why? Because I'm walking in the flesh. Yeah. But when you're walking in the spirit, you're going to well move towards two aspects. the good. Two aspects, right? It's because it pleases you, right? Because you, it you even said, says, yeah, so yeah. you don't do the things you please and that please you. Yeah. But then it's also sometimes easy. Good point. Yeah. Right. And mm-hmm. and sometimes we just don't want the inconvenience of doing the right. 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 So that's why it's important to what Paul's saying. To walk in the spirit. Be yeah. obedient to the spirit. You know, oh he's gonna lead you the right way every single time. When you walk in the flesh, you're going the wrong way. And you're gonna you're gonna that appetite you have to do that you the appetite that you have inside you that to do wrong. It's going to come up. Yeah. I mean, look. And, and you're going to do if, it. If somebody here is struggling with And that doesn't mean idea, you're not a Christian anymore. It's just, there's like I said, it's, it's a battle yeah. and, that we and if, fight if, every single day. If if you think the you're death. the only one listening to this that has this issue, read Romans chapter 7, which is re- written just before Romans chapter 8, where Paul re-describes this walking with the Spirit and walking by flesh and stuff. And how nothing can separate us from God's love, right? Yeah. We, we know that, Romans 8. But in Romans chapter 7, he talks about, man, I'm a wretched person. Mm-hmm. I do things that I don't want to do, that I know is, is wrong. Paul saying that, this, man. You know, wow. this is the apostle Paul, and he's writing it in the present tense. Mm. You know, a lot of people like to try to say, oh, that he's talking about his old Paul. No, no. When he was Saul of Tarsus. It was written in a present tense. Amen, brother. I'm currently acting and doing in this way. 
I'm currently thinking that I can live by a law yeah. when I'm under the law of grace. Yeah. I'm currently struggling with the flesh. I'm currently. That's what he's letting us know. And people say it's, he's mentioning, like, because, you know, mentions covet that he struggled with. We, we don't know exactly because it doesn't really say, but people assume that it's, you know, that he, that God, I mean, that Paul was a, was a covetous man, you know? Yeah. I mean, he was struggling with that. And, and actually it's, it's, isn't it Paul that helps us to see in scripture that the law isn't just a physical, but also a spiritual mental law, because mm-hmm. he's the one that points out for us all to look at because he says, Hey, look, if I didn't, if I thought I was perfect to the law until I came across that word covetous. Yeah. And then I was like, Ooh, this is in my mind. Mm-hmm. So all of this also has to do with the mind. Oh, so. yeah. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I like that. So he goes on in verse 18, but if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Mm. So again, you know, it's the same idea of Romans 7 and Romans 8 of, you know, law versus versus grace, right? Right. right. And, and if you're in the Spirit, you're, you're obeying, you are um, obeying the law of Christ. Yeah, which is I to mean, love God and love your, your neighbor as yourself. And and if and you do that, you're not like what it says. That you're not under a law. And you're under the law, yeah, and exactly. you're not breaking the law. You know, amen. Um, and like, we don't do this to a perfect team. I just, no, everybody exactly. who's out here listen, listening, you know, nobody's perfect. Only God's perfect. Jesus is perfect. But you know, it, it should. We should strive to to live that way. You know what I'm saying? And everybody struggles with it. Not everybody's perfect, but you know, they should be some type of strive. You, you know, you, your your direction should be towards the spirit. And I know sometimes we don't. Sometimes we we don't want to follow the spirit. And yeah. that's true with any with any believer, right? But get back on the horse and keep on striving and looking yeah, exactly. to and, him. And the idea here when he's talking about law, he's like, "Hey, listen, the 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 law that protects you here, right? Um if you're walking by the the spirit's guidance, then you don't have to worry about that law. Exactly. And it kind of goes back into verse 23. And by the way, um, you know, I, I think that uh, this might be a what they call in in literary work, especially old literary work, a chiasm. I think I think it is. I haven't really studied it any any more in depth, but I believe it's a chiasm in the way that it's structured. But in verse 24, he says, now those who belong to Christ mm. have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. You go just above that. He says, um, against such things, there is no what? Law. Law. So it's the idea of if you're walking with the spirit, don't worry about the law. Amen. And uh, uh, the fruit of the spirit there's no law against them. That's right. But if you look at the living in the flesh, you're going to have to try to live by a law. Oh. And if you're living by the flesh, the there is laws that guide the flesh. Yeah. Because you're going to hurt somebody and you're going to hurt God mm-hmm. if you're living fleshly. Mm-hmm. And, it, and that goes into verse 19. He says, now the deeds of the flesh are evident, which is immorality impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, outbursts of anger, disputes, dissensions, factions, envying, drunkenness, carousing, and things like these of which I forewarn you, just as I forewarned you that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Now, he's not Uh-oh. saying, it doesn't say not go to God, <laughs> to the kingdom. 
Uh-oh. You will inherit. Yeah. Right? A joint heir with Christ. Right. So he goes from the sexual desires that we have, right, to um, just the idea of practicing uh, things that go before God, mm-hmm. right, in verse 20. Um, and and then he gets into when you are fighting against others, when you're striving against others, when you're jealous against others. So he's he's hitting it all, yeah. right? He's really just just getting into everything. He's getting into the mind, body, and spirit. How about outbursts of wrath? That means somebody who's always mad. Yeah, you know, you, you know, people when they see the list, oh yeah, oh sexual morality, well, yeah, that's bad, you know, but. You know, but when it comes to, you know, being angry, that's not a big deal. What? Paul's saying outbursts of wrath. If this, if you're practicing these, especially, you know, uh, what uh, this list here that he's mentioning here, you will not inherit the kingdom of God. And that doesn't mean you're not going to enter the kingdom. It just means that you're not going to inherit. There's a difference. All believers will enter the kingdom of God, but not all believers will inherit yeah. the kingdom of God. Yeah. Which is... Huge difference, and a lot of people take that verse to say, "Oh, if you're if you're practicing these things, um, either you're not a believer, or you lost your salvation." Yeah, which and, is we don't believe that. And I think it kind of goes hand in hand with the teaching of Jesus in Matthew five through seven, right? Mm-hmm. Because Matthew five through seven, Jesus is talking about a lifestyle. He's talking about the gentle. He's talking about the the hungry. He's talking about the righteous. He's talking about and and he's saying and these they'll inherit this kingdom they'll wow. have this grand entrance yeah right and he's talking about all this thing why because they're in a lifestyle of this yes blessed are the humble right blessed are the meek blessed are and blessed are the gentle and then he's on the flip side paul's like hey listen on the flip side of this a person that is in a lifestyle of idolatry mm. right where they put possessions over christ um, or like as money. in the case of yeah. Solomon, like we said, he literally put demon, demonic gods before God mm-hmm. began to worship them, uh, sorcery. Right. Um, and, and, you know, a lot of people, they are kind of getting into the Ouija board mm. and palm reading and even the movies you watch that have to do with that stuff. You got to be very careful. Mm hmm. Enmities, strife, jealousy, and the way you deal with people, outbursts of anger, disputes, dissensions, factions. He's like that. Uh, how are you living in the gentleness of life there, right? Mm. This is a lifestyle where you just kaboom, yeah, right? And you just freak out at any moment. And so that's what he's saying. These types of people that live in this way, they're trapped in a in a me centered thinking, right? Mm-hmm. And this doesn't mean that you don't get angry every once in a while when somebody cuts you off on the turnpike. <laughs> this is talking about where you feel like you have to win every argument, and if somebody disagrees with you, that you no longer like them, that you hate them, right? Mm-hmm. And you know what Scripture says about a person like that, even if they're a brother or sister in Christ. It says, don't associate with an angry man or you yourself will become angry. Amen. Wow. And so this is talking about that. Let's separate ourselves in the kingdom of God and those that are saying, hey, listen, I'm the light of the world. Let's separate ourselves from these things in that lifestyle Mm -hmm. because I've been bought with a price, which is Christ. And now I want to grow in Christ. Now, that doesn't mean you're not going to struggle with these things, but let's separate the lifestyle. That was my former lifestyle. 
Right. 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 I, oh, man, I agree with that 100%. You know, in Colossians 3, verse 17, I'm going to read this to you, um, Brother Cody. It says, whatever you do, and whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. So he says, whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus. So what happens to the person who doesn't do the things in word or who doesn't, you know, when doesn't do the his word or deed in the name of Christ? Does he lose his salvation? Mm. I don't think so. I think he loses again, I'm gonna go back to the blessings that God has for you. Rewards, um, you know, your inheritance could be in danger here too. If you do not do these in the name of the of our Lord of Lord of the Lord of the Lord Jesus, it says in the New King James. So, going going back to verse um, was it twenty one? You know, all believers. I believe all believers will enter, but not all believers will inherit the the kingdom of God. And well, the inheriting comes with the way you are here on, on earth. Yeah, your progressive sanctification, your experiential sanctification here on earth the way you live your life uh, is going to determine what type of inheritance when it comes to rewards you will you will receive in matthew excuse me in ephesians chapter 5 verse 3 mm-hmm. it says but immorality or any impurity or greed must not even be named among you mm-hmm. as is proper among saints mm-hmm. and there must be no filthiness or silly talk or coarse jesting which are not fitting, but rather giving of thanks. For this, you know with certainty that no immorality or impure person or covetous man Mm. who is an idolater has an inheritance in the kingdom of God. Mm. Let no one deceive you uh, with empty words because this, um, you know, the wrath of God falls upon the sons of disobedience. Mm -hmm. Um, And then he says, uh, therefore, do not be partakers with them. Partaking meaning you're like in that, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. This is part of you partaking. Mm -hmm. You're swallowing it whole. You're partnering with that person. You're partnering, right? Now let's go into the next portion. For you were formerly darkness, but now you are the light. Walk as children of the light. For the fruit of the light consists of goodness and righteousness. Wow. All right, so... Um, he's talking about don't uh, participate in that. Don't become part of that. Don't get caught up in that. Yeah. And then I love it because, um, you know, Paul even says in verse uh, 13, but all these things become visible, right? In partners of, of light. Um, and, and he talks about, as he keeps on going, how this used to be named amongst mm. you. Mm-hmm. You used to be in this. This used to be your lifestyle, but it's not anymore. Mm-hmm. So I want you to live in this way, right? Um, I want you to walk by the Spirit. I want you to grow by the Spirit. And so this is the idea. is just We're rejecting a lifestyle mm-hmm. of flesh. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean we're not going to fall to the flesh and fall victim to the flesh yeah. and fall victim to mistakes in life. It just means that we're not going to get caught up in that lifestyle trying to please ourselves. Right. I like how uh, she, she, Paul she, says, am I going to be a, uh, a pleaser of man or a God pleaser? Right? right. Same idea. Schaefer, in that book that I mentioned a little while ago, He That Is Spiritual, he um, writes 
verse 16 of Galatians 5, like he um, puts it in his own words. And I wrote this down here in my Bible. And he says, Now I say, by means of the Spirit, be walking. By means of the Spirit, be walking. And the lust of the flesh, it will be impossible for you to fulfill. Mm-hmm. So the key is to be walking by the Spirit, led by the Spirit, and that causes obedience. When the temptation comes, when you're tempted to do something bad, and you're walking in the Spirit, guess what? It's going to be impossible for you to fulfill that desire, that temptation that's coming upon you. Why? Because you're walking by the Spirit. So, again, brothers and sisters, whoever whoever's might be listening to this podcast it's a battle it's a battle and god i mean paul i always say god but paul is commanding us me pastor cody you who are listening anybody who is a believer commanding us to walk in the spirit because if you don't there's going to be severe consequences Mm -hmm. because the flesh brings what brings death not death that you're going to go to hell but But a relational relational death You never know. Give me an example. You might, okay, let's say you committed adultery. What 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 death could happen to you? A death of your relationship with your wife or, yeah. or vice versa. And you, with your, your husband. kids too, man. Yeah, yeah. exactly. With it, your kids. It, it affects the entire family. You know? Right. So, and and yeah, you name sure. any of these uh, If lists, you lie to a friend. Yeah. Your, your, your relationship man, with Man, you just, I that can't person trust might still be your friend, but man. I can't trust you anymore. That, yeah. You just created the death in the relationship. Right. I can't that. trust you anymore. So, you know, jealousies. Yeah. Paul mentions that. You know, jealousy destroys relationships. Yeah. Yeah. Destroys, and, and, and you know, not only a relationship between a man and a, and a, and a wife, you know, a man and a woman, but relationship between brothers in Christ. If I'm jealous of you because you're, let's say, I'm throwing out just because you're senior pastor and I'm jealous of that, yeah. that's going to destroy my relationship with you, brother, because yeah. I'm going to be jealous towards you. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to try to knock, you know, do things on the side. That's gonna say, you know, make you look bad. Yeah. Because I'm jealous of you, or the other way around. You know what I'm saying? It could, it can, it could, it could go that way. Yeah. And and if you're always an angry man, your relationship. You just mentioned your kids. If you're always angry, your kids are gonna look at you in a wrong. You know, they're gonna say, yeah, they're not gonna want to talk to you. Exactly. You they don't want to open up. To open you up. Yeah. And tell you things that are happening in their lives because you're always angry uh, and they're quote, afraid. To quote the song, you'll oh freak out, <laughs> right? <laughs> they're afraid to come to you because they're afraid. That you're gonna get mad at them. Yeah, exactly. When you're the, when you're you know you're supposed to be life isn't made to live on eggshells. Exactly. You know? So anything you just name it. Well, and there's consequence, severe consequences, death, spiritual. You know that's what we're talking. We're not talking spiritual. We're talking what you say relational, right? Yeah. That's the word you use. Yeah. yeah which is um, and, and on the flip side of that, it starts verse 22, right? So we've seen the bad stuff. Um, that is a, it, it is the, I guess you would say that is the fruit of the flesh, right? Amen. Now here's the fruit of the spirit, verse 22. But the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness. This is all a result mm-hmm. of the Holy Spirit's work in our life. Mm-hmm. Gentleness, self-control against such things. There is no law. Why mm-hmm. do, would there have to be a law? Because you're living for God and people. Mm-hmm. Why would there have to be a law when you're showing and sharing joy? Mm-hmm. Right? There's a law against, hey, look, uh, adultery's wrong, killing's wrong, those things. Why? Because it affects and hurts other people. Yep. 
And that's why there's a law against it. Yeah. Now, those who belong to Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Mm -hmm. If we live by the Spirit, let us also walk by the Spirit. Let us now become, uh, not become boastful, challenging one another and being one another. Okay, so it ends again. He gives us that, you know, let's let's crucify the passions, let's crucify the desires, and let's not become boastful, challenging one another and envying one another, even in this idea of the spirit. You know, verse 24 is not an automatic. Yeah. People it's think, a choice. Exactly. You're making the choice to do to crucify this. the flesh. Yeah. And you're making a choice to walk with the Spirit. Right. You know? I, I heard a, a really funny story, okay? And and you might like this, John. Mm-hmm. Is that this guy, he, he had all these trees in his house that he had to clear. And he's at Home Depot, and he's looking at all these chainsaws, and, and he sees this this one. It's like the, the mother of all chainsaws. And it says it could cut five oak trees in an hour. And so he's like, man, that's the one I got to get. I got all these trees. I got to, I got to cut. So he go, he buys it, and he's just so excited, so jazzed to buy this. He buys the fuel for it and everything, and he's just like, I'm gonna go home and I'm gonna cut all these trees down. He comes back the next day, and he goes to the returns, and he's like, this thing is a piece of garbage. It says that it can cut five oak trees in in an hour. He goes, it took me all day just to get through half of one. The guy's like, really? Let me let me see this thing. So he goes ahead and he goes, is there gas in it? And he's like, yeah, you, you already got gas in it. You did the mixture right. Okay, everything's there. He goes ahead and primes the pump, starts it up, pulls the chain. And the guy freaks out. And he's like, what's that awful sound? It's because the guy had been taking the chainsaw without the power of it and rubbing it up against the tree, right? Sometimes in life, the reason why we don't have this in our life, the Mm. joy, love, peace, patience, joy, Mm -hmm. and because we're falling back onto the other stuff, which is the impurity, sensuality, immorality, and drunkenness, and envying, is because we're not priming the pump and starting the Holy Spirit in our life, right? That's good. We got it, right? Mm -hmm. We got it. Mm -hmm. He's in us. Mm -hmm. It's just like the guy, he purchased it, Mm -hmm. but he's not using it right. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. And it's all about that walk and as Romans eight says, yeah, to live it too. Yeah. So you walk by the spirit but also live by the spirit. Let me add to that, brother, that if you're going if you're listening to this podcast and if you're going through this spiritual battle that we're talking about here, you know, the the fight between the flesh and the spirit, it's an indication that you're that you know, that you want to live for him. Mm-hmm. Right? It's an indication that you know that you're in the faith, you know. I'm not, and I don't mean that, and I don't mean that it's an indication that you're a believer. You know, we don't believe that your works, the way you, the way you, you know, the, your sanctification, your walk is what proves that you're a believer. No, we don't believe that. We believe you're a believer because you believe the promises that God gives us yeah. in His Word. Yeah. Especially, you know, Amen. all the John passages you want to go through. You you say it perfectly on, on Sunday when you're preaching, but it's an indication. If you're if you're battling, if you're struggling with this with the flesh and the spirit, it's an indication that you're trying to do right. Yeah. That you're in the faith. Exactly. Exactly. And and and, 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 and you're battling, and you're not the only one. You're not. We're in the same boat as you. Now, the mm-hmm. one who's not battling that doesn't mean he's not a believer. It just means that he desires to walk in the flesh instead of the spirit. And guess what? That's the carnal man. 
right? That's yeah. the carnal man that we're, that Schaefer talks about in his book. So walk, you're struggling, this battle here, you're fighting every day, you want to walk by the Spirit. It's a good indication that you're that, that you want to please God, that you want to live for Him, that you want to walk like Christ walk, Christ likeness, and that's a good thing to be in. And you're saying it, you're hitting the nail on the head here, John, because yeah. you're saying you want yes to walk peripateo, mm. right? It sounds like peel a potato. <laughs> <laughs> it 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 describes a direction. Yes. It describes a conduct, denotes a manner of life. Mm -hmm. It's a profession and a practice, a talk and a walk that's in agreement. I want to. I choose to. Mm -hmm. I'm following his direction. Right. Um, It's a decision that's being made. Mm -hmm. Only then can we truly have an effective Christian life Mm. as followers of Jesus if we say, I want to. I choose to, I've decided. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, in other words, I'm choosing this direction by the Holy Spirit, which comes from his word. Mm-hmm. Right? And I've thought it out, and now I'm going to act on it. It goes back to Amos 3.3. Three. Mm-hmm. Two walk together mm-hmm. unless they're in agreement. Mm. Yeah, I agree with you, God. I agree with your word. That's Theonoustos, mm-hmm. spirit breathed. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, the spirit is involved in that, just like he's involved in your life. Mm-hmm. And now I'm going to choose to walk this road of joy, mm-hmm. peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, mm-hmm. gentleness, mm. and self-control. Mm. Because that is your spirit's walk. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. I'm about to chop up or butcher your... I know your book, the Break the Mold, right? Yeah. Break the mold of walking in the flesh. Mm. Yep. And get into the mold of walking in the spirit. Yeah. Because when you do that, again, I've got to repeat, Paul, you walk in the spirit, you should not, you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. So again, brothers and sisters, if you're listening to this, man, this is such an important thing. It's, this is probably the most important topic. And we, we talk about assurance. That's important too. But this one here for the Christian life, you know, if you want to be a disciple, I'm sorry, of the Lord Jesus Christ, like you said yeah. in your book, not every believer is a disciple. Yeah. And this, this is, is something you grow into. This is Christian living. Yes. Right? This is obedience. This is um uh I'm getting excited this is here. <laughs> this is yeah, this is this is the law of God, right? This is uh the law of the spirit. This yeah. is all those things that can, you know, people think that maybe we don't emphasize as important. This is prime importance. Yes. Because this is Paul's saying, listen, I'm commanding you to put this at the forefront because this is relational. Yeah. Relational for people, relational to God. Right. Walk with the Spirit. Right. If it wasn't a command, why would Paul even put this in his in in, in this chapter in in his word? You know, he this is something that's essential for the Christian to walk in the Spirit, man. That's please it must be, it pleases God when you walk by the Spirit, and you know obviously it doesn't please Him when you when you're walking in the flesh. But man, it's well, it goes hand in hand because if you jump just before Paul's about to explain this whole idea of walking by the Spirit, rejecting the flesh. What does he say in verse 13? 
For you were called to freedom, brothers. Mm. Only do not turn your freedom into an opportunity for the flesh. Wow. But through love, serve one another. Mm -hmm. For the whole law is fulfilled in one word, in one statement. You shall love your neighbor neighbor as yourself. Mm -hmm. But if you bite and devour one another, take care that you are not consumed by one another. Right. If you're not loving your neighbor as yourself, you're gonna bite and devour. Man, you're gonna that's that's gonna be your, your And then he goes into and that's fleshly living. Right. Right. Exactly. That's <laughs> fleshly living. So Man, that's great. That's great. I'm glad you brought those verses up because that's wow. Opportunity for the flesh in verse thirteen. Or an excuse for the flesh. In other words, oh I'm saved. I can act the way I want to. God's gonna forgive me. I'm saved by grace. But no, Paul says don't use your freedom, your liberty in Christ as an, as an opportunity to indulge in your in the flesh. But walk in the spirit, brother. Yeah, so sister. We're we're free from the law. And that's the one that people like to focus on, right? But we're also free from the flesh. And so when we go towards this as a lifestyle, we're chaining ourselves yeah. to flesh. Yeah. That's true, brother. Well, Brother John, man, man. do you want to uh, close us up with some thoughts on this? Wow, man. <sighs> I can't say it better than the Apostle Paul said it, man. Just walk in the Spirit, brothers. And and again, I want to reemphasize what I just said. If you're, if you're battling in this, don't worry. God is with you. The Spirit is with you. You know, we're here too. Call the, call the church. Call us and we'll, we'll pray with you and we'll pray for you. Because that's, you know, the God has called us to, to walk this walk. And he gives us a he gives us this, a decision, right? Mm-hmm. Here's the here's the spirit, here's the flesh. He's not gonna make you walk in the spirit, right? And yep. he's not gonna make you walk in the flesh. Yep. It's your decision. It's my decision. But I'm saved. I'm going to heaven. There's no, we're not talking salvation here. This is talking about your sanctification. Yeah. Your life, your Christian life, how you're walking, and it's very important. And, and one of the things that that's really bothered me, to, uh, especially in this generation that we're living in here, brother, that people are abusing grace. Yeah. And they're saying, you know, I'm saved. I, you know, I can do whatever I want to do, man. Yeah. And we just read that. Paul person. gives the strongest yeah. statement against that. Right. And, and, exactly. Man, heaven and God forbid that right. you would say, can I, can I keep sinning and so that using, grace may abound? Right. And right. they're using this grace, which I believe, you know, grace is awesome. But they're using it as an excuse. You know, I, I can't be, I can't walk in holiness, man. I can't walk in godliness. You know, and that's not true, man. Paul's yeah. telling us that we could, we could achieve, not to the point of glorification, but we could achieve walking in godliness and holiness. Because that's the way God wants us yeah. to walk, man. So that's all yeah. I got to say, man. To be Christ-like. Oh, man. And that's my that's my prayer for for you, brother, for myself, for those who are listening, man. We need to be Christ-like, especially in this time that we're living in, which is you know an evil time. Amen. Yep. Amen. Well, we thank you guys for joining us, and like Pastor John said, our prayer is for this to come alive in your life, Amen. that you would just grab on to um, just the Holy Spirit's guidance, uh, His breathed word which is only in his uh holy scriptures Mm. that you would read them and grow by them and walk in them but also live in them apply them to your life so that these things can be um named by in in you right 
like I started by saying, when you plant a mango, you expect to have that sweet smell, that sweet taste, that that great, gorgeous look, and everything within it, right? And the seed, which can be replanted. When you plant Christ in you, God expects to see that same walk, that same taste, that same look, mm. and that same reproduction that can take place. Um, so let's let's live that. Let's walk by it. God bless you all. Thank you for joining us. I'm Pastor Cody, and this is Pastor John. God bless you all. Take care. Thank you for joining the Transform 365 podcast, a ministry dedicated to helping you grow in relationship to Christ. If you want to know more, find us at transform365.com or on our church website, www.swcc.org, located in Miami, Florida. Until next time, remember... The only work in grace is to let grace work in you. God bless.